Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. Um, to get all your lifts analyzed so you get elite level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. <laughs> Okay, six pack lap of that. Um, today we got a special podcast the Asian 57 kilo champion. And I'm gonna let you say your name and I'm gonna say it after you. <laughs> so, namaste. My name is Dr. Sharvari Inamdar. Dr. Sharvari Inamdar. That's perfect. Damn. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got it the first time. Never is. <laughs> Usually at the world championships, um, I go into the warm-up rooms and I get people to say their names and I write down the pronunciations, like not how it's, how it's written, but like, uh, like how they're supposed to be written, but how it's pronounced. And then I say it over and over in front of them. And they're like, you got it. I'm like, all right. And I go in. And I always appreciate your efforts towards that. Yeah. Because I, I heard you say and pronounce the names of different uh, nationalities. It's very difficult, I know. Oh, some of them for sure. Yeah, some of them look like they read nothing like they sound. Like, yeah, you, you read Russian it. and Chinese specifically. Yeah, but you know what? There's some European, Eastern European where I'm like, yes. oh my goodness. Yes. Um, some of them are huge, long sounding, whatever. And then you'll have like a, for us, something easy like a John Smith. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, I'm, I'm getting it. Yeah. So like... Uh, She's my cat, Chakuntala. Okay, Chakuntala? Yes. And my friend calls her Stella because he also finds it difficult to pronounce Chakuntala. <laughs> is, your friend, is your friend from India? Yes. And Sometimes he... Marathi is difficult for Indians too. Oh, wow. So I don't feel so bad then. <laughs> I don't feel so yes. bad. It's, um, yes. You know what? So we had some people on. We had two ladies on. Uh, one from South Korea and one from Japan. And yeah, they came I ha- I've heard that podcast. It yeah. was very nice to hear from the different parts of the world at once. And, and exactly. And um, it was, they came on and people had a reception to it because a lot of people don't hear the stories of powerlifting in different regions. And yeah. um, some people were shocked to hear it. And then I was thinking like, I would like to have somebody on again from a region we, we haven't had on before to talk about it. What's it, what it's like over there. And then I was thinking about it and I'm like, hold up. 
this is around the time you just won the Asian championships. And I'm seeing these videos of you and you're like, it was crazy. You were on like television shows and radio shows <laughs> and like, they had like a parade in the streets and they had like a billboard. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening over there? This is crazy. <laughs> and, um, you were telling me the reception you got for winning the Asian championships in a lot of people in North America and Europe might not realize like what is going on in, in India for powerlifting, how big it might be to certain regions and in, in India, when somebody does well in the Asian championships, people might not know. So I'm like, well, here we are. This will be perfect to, to bring <laughs> you on it and talk a little about it. And like, obviously like culturally it'll be different to like um, the whole nine, you know, it's always interesting learning about this and it's uh, so bam, here we are. I reached out. You said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, <laughs> so we could talk about it a little bit, but um, so, sorry. Go so ahead. for Indians, we always celebrate very loud. It's never, you know, small kind of a thing, like whether it's be birthday or wedding for that matter, the ceremony goes on for t- days and weeks. So winning, winning Asian championship at this stage of my life was surprising and very uh, at the bottom of, from the bottom of their hearts, my community celebrated for me. It seemed that it seemed to them that it's their win because they have been with me throughout the journey. And for India, powerlifting is sure for upcoming uh, young game since it started as classic powerlifting districts trial at 2018. So it's fairly new classic powerlifting over here. Mm. And technically speaking, who can lift 20 kgs of bar, barbell itself, can participate in the district championship. So everybody who goes to the gym understands what are the conditions or what does the weight on the bar means. So... When we compare it to the world championship levels, it might be nothing. But for over here, like this, the weight I'm lifting is very huge for boys also. Mm -hmm. And girls are getting inspired. Like Mm -hmm. girls are uh, eager to hit the gym, which is not like basically our culture. We are more into jogging, trekking, cycling and yoga asanas. So gym exercises... Uh, is not really the 44 Indians, but uh, they are enjoying it too. And I'm happy that I'm, uh, that, uh, I'm being uh, the inspiration for the youth. See, people don't, and we'll get into it a little more, but don't realize like, I mean, like people in your community were like in the streets with flags and like, yeah. it was wild. Like, I mean, yes. like this isn't, you know, I talked to like people who were like win world championships and they come home and I'm like, like Maria T from Canada, who's 57 kilo when she yes. won the 57 kilo world championship. Yes. I, and, I witnessed that. Yeah. It was amazing. A live stream. Yes. It was her versus Megan Scanlon from the U S went yes. right down to the and, very last deadlift. And I, I follow her too. She's being a new mother of two. That's twins. right. <laughs> and she's coming back, coming to the worlds as well. Yeah. Uh, hopefully yeah. this year, if she wins she, US she's doing pretty well. Yeah. She's doing phenomenal, but, um, I was asking Maria, like when you came home after you won the world championships, what, what was it like? And she's like, man, I mean, you know, friends asked me how <laughs> I did. And, but that was it. And I was like, really? And then when I see videos of you, you come home after with winning the Asian championships, 
I mean, no joke. Like people don't understand. People were in the <laughs> streets with flags and like chanting and yelling. And like, there was a crowds of people. You had, you had the gold medals on and you were walking down the street. Like it was like, <laughs> it was like Justin Bieber walking down the street. And, it was, it was, and then um, you guys stopped at like a mural of you or something. <laughs> and then after that, you were on like talk shows and stuff. I'm like, you're killing it. You're like, you're, you're so I'll, it. I'll tell you. Uh, an incidence uh, not uh, so long ago like um, three or four months before I went for the Asian championship so do you remember Rutuparna we were just having uh, dinner uh, at the hotel and we had parked our car uh, at a pretty long distance so we were walking on the street my footwear in my hand because I cannot walk with slippers on I had to have shoes on yeah. So like a family on the two wheeler came and he stopped and he took a U-turn and he asked me, are you Dr. Sharvari Namdar? I said, yes. And he said that I follow you on Facebook and I'm your big fan. My uh, wife watches your um, YouTube stream regarding diet and Ayurveda stuff. So I've been uh, closely attached with people I don't know since so long. But powerlifting has took me to the whole another level. So I am being a common person, common Indian woman uh, who is emotionally or um, physically very uh, resemblance with the common Indian person. Mm. And I'm still working for the community for past so many years and putting out, out the content which is useful for the people. So people are bound to what I am doing, like virtually bound to what I am doing. So as I told you, when I won, they felt that it's their win. So they were involved in the process. Mm. So that's why it was huge. And not when I returned over here, while I was still there. So the amount of people resharing the thing I did over there and the calls I received, the kind of um, uh, you know appreciation I got, I am really humbled, and I was overwhelmed by the response of uh, common people I got to get. Yeah, it so was. It the, happened. The, the amount of shares you got was crazy. Uh, you, <laughs> you're reposting, and it was uh, yeah the reception. And people don't realize like you showed me some videos, the views. What are some of the view counts you were showing me? It was crazy on some of your YouTube and like Facebook millions, videos. millions. Yes, it was like millions. millions. Like for people yes. listening who don't realize, yes. like the first um, video that got viral was immunity boost, like uh, topic of the hour two yeah. years ago, I guess. So I teach uh, the subject in the medical college, Ayurved Medical College, uh, preventive and social medicine. So I teach about immunity and vaccines, but I also teach about non-communicable diseases. So diseases like diabetes, pre-diabetes, hypertension were acting as uh, the uh, blowers of the infectious disease itself. Hmm. So I was uh, trying to let people understand what this all means. And I did that very casually. I didn't know it is going to go viral, like just like another videos. But uh, it started, I guess, before that also. But then the workout in the sari blew up the internet. And the other one is that uh, the poem I sung over there in the Istanbul, Turkey. Koshish karne ki kabhi haar nahi hoti. It, it uh, means that the person whoever works hard, it never goes in vain. The um, uh, 
when you you are not supposed to be afraid of tides if you are sailing a boat oh shit that's nice i like <laughs> yeah it's a uh... Yeah, you, you, I've seen like the, the reception you get in the millions and millions of views all over. Is this, do you know who's watching these? Is it mostly people in India? Yeah, yeah, I guess because uh, we have like 1.4 billion people over here. Right. So right, yeah. mainly, <laughs> so uh, when I get a huge amount of DMs, uh, they are mostly from younger people like who want to do something with their life, who want to pursue and do hard work, who want to do something positive with, with their life. And I've been blessed. I can guide them in some way. Mm. So like the people of my generation, like they are in their 40s or 50s, they are on Facebook and the younger ones are in on Instagram. Right. So I'm been, I, I was, I'm able to, be in touch with the both the generations uh, so that might happen because so many people don't know what my age is because when <laughs> I went for his parent teacher meeting uh, once when he was in kindergarten his teacher asked me send me your mother next time so oh wow I, <laughs> I why do you need my mother to attend his PTA meeting so she thought that I am his elder sister that's <laughs> a compliment that, <laughs> that's a compliment right there you're like send my mother she's like 60 why why am i sending my mother what <laughs> yeah and uh, i don't uh, waste any chance to em uh, embarrass him like right. when he was his 10th post farewell party uh mothers were not allowed in the club they told the security guards outside the gate like, don't send any mother inside we are having party and uh, i went inside like very coolly and the security very guy didn't even, yeah, didn't even understand that I'm his mother. So he was like, why did you even come? If oh. any, any one of my friends is going to know that, I'm sure in trouble. So I was like, now enjoy. You have a young mother. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got a mom who gets stopped for autographs right now. <laughs> um, I also seen you, were you on some kind of a talent show? After you won the Asian Nationals as well? Yes. yes. So the, 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 the previous show is, was called as India's Got Talent. Yeah, we, Indian yeah. Idol. Indian Idol, I guess. So okay. they have been um, pushing me or, you know, asking me to come over the show way before I won the Asian Championships. But I was like, I had to travel to the some another place. I, I I will have to live over there. Then what about my um, medical practice and the powerlifting practice? So I've been avoiding it uh, for the time. Yeah. And uh, when the news broke over there in Istanbul, uh, the coordinator person over there, Karan Saregamapa Nidhi, she told me, now, ma'am, you have to come. You can't give any excuses because you are going to have some days off after you coming back. And I want you on the show uh, by Tuesday itself. So I returned on Sunday oh, from over there. And I was traveling again for the show on Monday uh, afternoon, I guess. So it was within a fraction of a day or some hours so, or so. It's great. So... Okay. For people listening, they won't be able to understand because this is crazy how when you say news broke, like 
news doesn't break for powerlifting, <laughs> right? Like people win world championships and news doesn't break. And then a TV producers for like, um, you know, our, cause we have Canada's got talent. America's got talent, Canadian idol, American idol, whatever those TV producers don't contact, like, please, please, please come on the show, please. Dude, uh, like that's crazy. Uh, you, have you, have you heard that, uh, language of money and fame is universal money and fame is what sorry universal universal y- y- everybody your- understands language of money and fame is that your new single you're dropping this summer no, no, no. <laughs> so- by the way i got a new song coming out and that's what it's called <laughs> like what do you not do <laughs> no, no, no. so so the people understand uh the what amount what amount of people you are attached to right and uh, oh, i am yeah. i am happy that uh, the language of money and fame is universal and so the language of emotions and intellect is mm. so you uh, you are not uh, you you are not the person who fits into one uh, window or category so the person has whole um, multitude of dimensions to him or her with which they can impact the society mm. and your your presence over social media is the power with which you can do wonders like if you use it right because there is so much rubbish on social media yeah. and youth is following so many wrong things under the influence of uh, craze or something mm-hmm. and i wanted to be person uh like which my kids i want my kids to get raised uh by looking up to like i wanted to live a life which my kids i would love them to have mm-hmm. so instead of telling them don't follow this kind of uh thought process or this kind of lifestyle i wanted to set the example and there are so many young kids over here so like i've got mothers who say their kids that you should follow this lady and they tell their parents that i'm already following her no oh, so like the whole fa- family the whole family discusses which i don't even know uh, about the things i do so that gets translated over the media that's what i guess i still don't know how the whole things work um, i get surprised every time the video gets viral it's uh, mysterious to me but uh, i also think that the things happen that happen are happening for the good reasons and we can make most of the out of it by doing what we can do do you do you think so so first off um when you were growing up because because you said you kind of said your age you didn't necessarily but <laughs> you but when you were little a little girl growing up in india was there a lot of women doing weightlifting so let me tell you about the background in india like yeah. it, it has been changing uh, with a rapid pace but uh, when i was a kid i have heard many stories of aborting a girl child mm. because girls are uh, not that much wanted as boys in india now the picture is changing uh, because boy always takes his father's uh, middle name and surname patriarchy what we call as mm. 
and uh, desperately parents are in um, favor of boy child so the things which women do predominantly 99% of the time is cooking cleaning serving and all the house chores and it was difficult to see women even driving a four wheeler like they are their job is to look inside the four walls of the house and um, fortunately my mother is also a doctor and she is very progressive so she never treated us like that but i i was aware what's going on uh, around me so i have personally seen all these things when i i was a child as a woman child as a girl child and uh, so but strength was never my forte and uh, i was physically active by back then because i had to travel to the other city on bicycle for school my school is gyan prabodhini i was head girl in 9th standard and uh, i have always you know um, uh, had that uh, position of power in some case like with which i can impact the, the people around me so when i come for power lifting obviously it was it is a male dominated field over here too like strength kind of thing and females are supposed to be thin fragile beautiful as you know as the whole world wants them to be but uh, when you train with weights many people over here think that they'll make you look like men yeah, yeah. Uh, because of uh, i guess bodybuilding because it's also been a part of portraying body image and i have to dug deep to get to the roots of the mental concept i had to do it for myself like to tell myself i should get some time off from my economical um, career to put into the effort because it is self funded for sports like any other sports in india over here so i had to put in the effort uh mind and energy uh, while my son was preparing for his mbbs exam and every competitive exam over here in fact any part of the world is tough like over here too so i don't know what uh, million billion <laughs> so you speak in the terms of million billion right yeah so 1.7 million students sit for the exam like the exam he uh, appeared for and if he doesn't score uh, good marks to stay in first 800 students will uh, we were supposed to pay the fees of 175000 dollars okay okay yeah yeah <laughs> 1.7 million in only 800 are getting yeah. accepted that's insane yeah, in, in the state is, of this is for, for the mbs i guess you call it md right the course allopathy doctor mbbs oh, oh so he's going to be a doctor yeah <laughs> this is this is incredibly so, difficult to get into yeah yeah 1.7 billion and he's got to be 800 that is yeah. is that and that's what your son's doing yeah and i told him that you are studying hard so i yeah. i am able to play 
in the game of powerlifting and not sitting and studying with you and selling my like whole assets for your education it it means very you know it it's a huge thing for me and my family yeah uh, so we were both traveling on the path of uh, hard work is a uh, right thing to do and never shy away from doing hard things so we we both were saying that poem day in day out it it was our it is our family anthem kind of thing so did yeah. has he taken the test already yeah yeah oh and he's, he's he going went... to get admission that's what i told you he's going to take admission this week oh, so okay. like uh, it will be in 1000 dollars or so like to this load if we get selected and he's he's got selected so my <laughs> So if you didn't get selected, you have to pay money? Yeah, like, uh, that's what I told you. It's US dollars, 175,000 US dollars. What? US 175,000 if you don't get it? Yes. So what this is, okay, this is is incredible. Hang on a second. This is crazy. (laughs) So one point whatever million, write the Mm -hmm. test. Only 800 out of almost 2 million people will get in. Mm-hmm. In everybody, the else. number is the number is little bit bigger, but there are so many categories. Like he oh. he comes under the category open boys, so open boys have to study hard. This they have lot- to come. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, a hundred and something thousand U.S. That's it. That's crazy. That <laughs> yeah. is that's a tough thing to tell your parents. So that's <laughs> what I was telling you. The money and fame is universal. So is the intellect and emotion. Yeah. Wow. So when you coordinate that. <laughs> Whoa, that's pressure to do good. <laughs> so uh, the things have been supportive in my family too. And I've been sharing my, uh, as I lose or I, as I don't get any medals, uh, and I'm sharing my win too. So people are following the story. And as human beings, we always love to hear stories and life stories and life examples. We have born and raised uh, hearing stories about different inspiring peoples, people, I guess. So I'm, it may be the reason that people know me that much. Well, I mean, it looks like it's like um, come down through your family history. If your mom, like I can imagine. So my, both of my grandfathers were freedom fighters. So as you know, before 1947, we were under British rule. Right. So uh, our grandparents had to fight for our freedom. And they were from different different philosophical background. Like the, my father's father was from political and brainy kind of uh, thing. And my mother's father was like taking a broom and cleaning the roads and digging the latrines for the common people. So one was from work on it kind of thing and one was from the background like make people inspire to do certain things Mm. so I'm blessed to have such family background and I also learned in the school which is very uh, patriotic in in nature so I wanted to do something for my country but I didn't know what it really was till this stage but then you helped me to you know I got this (laughs) <laughs> this is Ashok Chakra the, uh, and it is given to the players only to the players which play for nation like internationals 
and i was i am in open category and i didn't know when it go, it's going to happen but when i came to know about the game in 2017 i guess uh, at that time equipped and uh, classic trials used to happen in the same arena in the same category and mm. i didn't know the difference by, back then and i was fascinated by the uh, amount of weight Uh, guy, those guys and girls were lifting i didn't know what i was playing was classic and what they were playing was equipped and i decided that day other anyways i am going to go to the gym because of my husband <laughs> it was also a long story and then this asian championship happened and when you started going to the gym and started lifting like how many women it was a disaster <laughs> it was a disaster <laughs> because you know i um, my uh, i had kids at very young age like i got married at the age of 20 which is really early for my city like the in conditions uh, where i live like average age is 25 26 for getting married and i got married against my parents wishes so all the ropes were cut by us so we had to do our education on our own we have to buy our house we have to buy a place for our clinic we had to raise the kids on our own because we <laughs> as i said we cut the ropes very early and uh, i am from the background of ayurveda so yoga abhyas is very close to our hearts and i used to do yoga abhyas uh, uh, started doing uh, i was very little Uh, at that time like my mother is also from ayurveda background so um, i was doing that and i was pretty active to keep my kids active mm-hmm. they had lot of energy so i used to take them trekking bicycle rides wall climbing skating and what not and uh, my energy levels were very um, low so one fine morning my husband said that our younger one is going into the fifth standard and when you when the kid goes in the fifth standard the school starts to have that full time like 8 to 8 am to 2 o'clock so i had uh, some time for myself in the early morning also so he told me let's go to the gym he is pretty fond of gym exercises since his childhood and i was like i am not going to do that i am not going to pay money to lift their weights <laughs> because my body aches <laughs> and um, uh, i was kind of a uh, uh, book nerd by, back then like you, you know studying and st- staying up for myself for studies and uh, keeping that place in the university where you are a university rank holder and uh, uh, at the time of our life at stage we all were going to college like i am for ug ug is under graduation my husband for pg and these were in kindergarten <laughs> so we all had to take our bags up and our tiffin ups and we used to leave house for studying and college and school stuff and then uh, when i went to the gym i wasn't able to uh, go on the weight floor i used to do zumba aerobics yoga asanas all the things that girls do when they uh, go to the gym for the first time and then i saw some people doing push ups and pull ups my younger brother is in uh, yoga asanas he is in vietnam as yoga instructor Uh, currently he has been world champion for yoga asanas uh, uh, 
uh, in South Korea, which championship happened in South Korea while oh, ago. Wow. And he asked me that uh, you say that you are strong, but you are not able to do any push up or pull up. So I like to take up challenges. And I went over there and stand up on, do you know that double bar? We do double bar dips over there. Dips, yeah, yeah. So I went and tried to stand over there on two hands and it was a disaster. (laughs) My husband was laughing so hard. Like I told him, don't laugh. I want to learn this. Will you teach me? He was like, it is going to be hard and you'll have to come with me to the gym every day. So I started going. And then I came to know about squat bench deadlift and coincidentally went to the competition and then came to know that it is called as power lifting. So I started researching and the content which US, I guess US guys are putting and Bryce Crochet from Canada also. Yeah, Bryce They are putting Crouch. a lot of, yeah, Calgary Barbell. So I started and I have, I have already had a YouTube channel back then for my patients like uh, to let them understand what lifestyle means and what non-communicable disorders are Mm -hmm. like the things which happen to the people 75 percent of the time are uh, because of their lifestyle and lifestyle is not an alien thing it's what you think what you eat what you uh, how many hours do you sleep for and what you physically do what your thought process is it's the whole package is lifestyle and it's it can be controlled by you so then I started digging up my own books of Ayurveda again. I sat back in the modern nutrition classes again. I shut down my practice, Ayurveda practice for a while. I have my Panchakarma center. Like, I don't know how much you know about Ayurveda, but it's a science of life in India. Uh, okay. It's the oldest, old, oldest uh, science of treatment, like 5,000, 6,000 years. Oh my God. Uh, history. Wow. So, so we have our roots very firm at our brain and our heart. So it was difficult for me to accept the new kind of exercise I'm being exposed to. And then our uh, own science is that uh, muscles are uh, for like they are did demonstrate the amount of youth you have. What is uh, geriatric problems cause, senile problems cause. You cannot uh, work, jump, or do your own things. So it's your muscle loss and bone loss. So I had a fair amount of knowledge of anatomy, physiology, pathology, but I now I had to apply that to improve my mental and physical health. So I thought that if being strong is a basis of health, uh, being a you know the power lifter who can lift as much weight at he as he or she could might be the epitome of health. So let's play with it. Let's uh, let's see what happens if we deep dive into this. So initially, I had to search for reasons why I should do this, and finally, I found that being strong is never a weakness. For a girl, it's very necessary because it improves their bone density. And uh, when girls pass through hormonal changes from menarche to menopause or uh, birth, childbirth, uh, many a times we see that they are suffering from osteoporosis and muscle weakness and less of strength and postpartum depression and whatnot. So when you want to get that shot of dopamine, and you want to gain, get, get stronger, 
it's the best practical way you can pursue all that so i started doing it and then i met you <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it's true that like weightlifting is the fountain of life or a fountain of youth when you see somebody at whatever age older and they're like oh i can't believe you're you're that age it's like yeah. what's the secret <laughs> lift weights lift yeah, weights you will right. age better and and eat right because i have seen many right power lifters many power lifters who eat whatever rubbish they can eat under the name of power lifting i have to carb carb load or carb up <laughs> right right this is true yeah um when you first started power lifting um, and, and you seen there's like powerlifting championships and you got involved. Who did you start? Did you start following people, following powerlifters and investigating who's who? And, and who was it that you found? So like initially, um, initially on YouTube, it was whole lot of different people uh, like uh, uh, Untamed Strength, uh, Alan, Alan Thran, okay, then yeah. Mark Ripto, Mark Bell. And the random people who are like followed for weight training kind of thing. But as I got to know about powerlifting, then I started to cut short the list to powerlifting focus channels like uh, uh, Russell Orihi's coach, uh, Joyflex. Joey Flex, out, yeah, yeah. yeah Joey he Flex. put out so uh, much valuable content on audio YouTube kind of stuff. And then obviously form check Fridays from Bryce Krotik, David Wilson, uh, earlier than that, um, Garrett Blevins, he used to put uh, kind of good stuff over there. And uh, I came to know about all the forms and techniques via looking at their YouTube channels and their Instagram channels. And by back then, programming was not a thing. Right now, many kids are doing programming and copying or taking programs from, from so many people. But I was like, back then, it was not that much of uh, a deal. Like you go to the gym, you hit the maximum weight, you max out every time you go to the gym. Right. And it is the recipe for injuries. So I have seen 90 years of powerlifters lifting in the competitions. So if you want to survive and be there and perform for the longest period of your time, you need to have some kind of schedule. But I didn't know uh, what to do, who to approach and what else I can do better so that I can be uh, better than I used to be. So I stopped looking at the competitors and I started looking up to the lifters I want to become like. So just like the kids do. And it, um, uh, you know, kept the kid inside me alive. Right. So I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know I, I was able to do all these things until I bumped into the ball lifting. It's crazy. Um, I think it's going to be crazy for these people you named, like Joey Flex, Bryce Krawcheck, <laughs> David Wilson. <laughs> For yeah. them to know, they don't even know that like, there's like, there could be women in India uh, on the other side <laughs> of the world, it, you know, totally different culture and everything who are watching their videos, listening to the audio and like mm -hmm. taking from it and like so learning the first from woman, So the first woman I came to know who is into powerlifting and had two kids was Marisa Inda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Strong mom. She had a podcast yeah. called Strong Mom for a little while. So there. like I... 
I don't listen to podcast that much. I have only Spotify with me because I want to listen to your King of Lifts podcast. Well, so thank I'll you go very and much. Follow her too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's good. Yeah, it's crazy how like social media can bring us that. It, yeah. If you if you get into something, you could find your mm-hmm. niche. You know, and, and, I, and I always find it fascinating whenever um, uh, Heather Connor points out that hater and uh, reveals his all dirty deeds and uh, the rage with which she is filled with. What's that? Who's <laughs> this? Heather Connor. Yeah, yeah. 47 kg. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a tiny, what do we call her? Tiny bomb. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a... Uh, and yeah, now 40- the Tiffany. And now Turbo Tiff. Yeah, yeah shooters. She, yeah, she, yeah, she, Francis Shooters. That's yeah. right. Francis got shooters, Turbo Tiff. So and, is Naya. Uh, and they'll be they'll be going head to head at the IPF World Championships. Uh, those two, which is going to be yeah. absolutely in- interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know who's going to win that. It's so yeah. close. We enjoyed we enjoyed that match of uh, Daniela and Amanda, uh, like six thirteen point might... five page two. Yeah, twenty nineteen, I guess. Twenty nineteen, yes. and um, yeah, like that's 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 probably the closest equivalent. Is those is Amanda Lawrence and Daniela Mello at the World Championship, and it has it has story and spice behind it. Same. So we enjoy, right? We, well, yeah, it was story and spice for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we enjoy. That's right. We like a good spicy story. It uh, and um, in terms of um, so so first off, not to move too fast along the story. So when you first started powerlifting, and now you're lifting weights. Um, did you realize, cause you were already uh, like a doctor, you were already putting out content, um, for nutrition and lifestyle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did you realize when you started weightlifting, what this might become, or did you just, and, and especially when you started competing, what it might become for you, or did that just kind of happen over time? So I had no, no idea like where it is going to take me, but, uh, I wanted to become strongest possible me, but I didn't want to get fat. (laughs) That's honest. (laughs) That's honest. And uh, many people told me that if you want to increase weight on the bar, you'll have to gain body weight. So I was like, I teach people how to be lean. I used to run marathons. Oh, but I, uh, I had like because of my husband himself he was into the running and cycling also and yeah. i used to hate that but uh, i went for my first 21 kilometer and i stood fourth over the pune international marathon what we call as and i have seen many people who run marathons and ultra marathons and they have that belly pouch like um, huge fatty body with them despite of doing so many efforts to keep those calories off but being a doctor helped me in powerlifting and being a powerlifter helped me in my medical practice right so like i wanted to gain lean body mass and i knew what basic physiology works like calories in calories out doesn't work always 10% in the human body because it's a rule of 25, 75, 25% of the time, you're able to metabolize all the wheat and rice you're eating. 
as carbs and 75% time of the times you have that family history of metabolic disorders like blood pressure obesity diabetes heart disease cancer and what not so you are compromised on the level of calories which come from wheat and rice so as a human beings class 1 protein and good quality fat is very necessary to build each and every cell of the human body and what amount of wheat and rice you can eat totally depends on what kind of genes you have got and nobody thinks about that and they only focus on calories in calories out so mm-hmm. i was already teaching people how to eat right so that they can reduce their dose of medicine or stop taking medicines for the diseases which are created by diet or lifestyle and i come to know about powerlifting then i started uh, applying that thing particularly cent percent on myself so i got to look younger and toned and muscular and it impacted both the things i was doing so i was like um, i was putting in the effort via expecting nothing from the game like literally i wanted to pursue is because i wanted to pursue i wasn't expecting anything and all these things happened so like <laughs> nature was with me <laughs> isn't it that's that's what life is like though when you yeah. take on new challenges and walk through those doors and do the path less taken um that's what happens in in like i saw news crews were showing up at your gym in video in videos of you and it went like nationwide which is like you got a massive nation so that's what they were calling me like um, trend setter or big breaking stereotypes right so i i was not aware that i was doing that initially but then i thought to my previous thought of my previous life and the conditions around me and uh, the youth and the females are gro- going through the period and i can give them a ray of hope that if you put your mind to it your gender your background your economic status the kind of clothes you wear the kind uh, the language you speak it all doesn't really matter if you want to do something you should pursue it wholeheartedly mm-hmm. don't think about what other people are saying because it is going to take you nowhere people are there to talk and that's why like uh, my age was the plus factor for me i was handled i was able to handle the negativity very positively was so, there a lot of negativity like did people there must have been it's a basic human nature when there is right. a lot of positivity around and one person talks or comments anything negative you are going to focus on that because it's your survival instinct right and i wasn't uh, in favor of concentrating on the negativity uh, since childhood like people used to like people are there to tease you to drag you down but mm-hmm. if you worry about them and their opinions when are you going to progress in your life so uh, indian like bhagavad gita mentality and philosophy helped me survive and grow through all that like put in the effort don't uh, look at the outcome so enjoy the process process oriented people are happier than the goal oriented uh, outcome oriented ones so you have to put a goal in front of your vision board like the secret or law law of attraction says that's what is said in our granthas too so the world is round i guess <laughs> the world is round that's yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> 
so when you told me that you have to par- pass this torch on we have to do something for our sport and i have already be- been doing that so i have been uh, motivating strong guys and girls to take part in the competition and not to worry about the kind of medal they get they are going to win or not uh, otherwise they are going to do exercises so they had to put them um, the things they are doing out there they don't have to be secretive what they are doing in their life because uh, the bad things are get portrayed very loudly on social media and good things are no, not displayed that those much so why to be shy let's put it out there one person is going to get motivated by that and he's go- going to do uh, that one good deed to the person who is close to him or her just like you did for me for people so, who don't know like passing uh, on the torch yeah like for people you don't know when um it was like 2 years ago uh, when you're yes. saying this and yes you... and the lockdown happened in the month of march 2020 right and you you we were talking in dms and um you were saying you didn't i don't think you had somebody programming for you or something like that and yes. i had i had previously had like a team of programming but since kingless took off i stopped taking on people and only had kafwi and i was programming for him and he was a canadian national champion winning or breaking world records and stuff at ipf worlds and i was like i remember saying like that's it because like i was so busy with like king of lifts i'm like i'm done with training and programming and i'm just going to focus on that and like like blowing up king of lifts as much as possible and then you know i have found some youtube videos of yours too yeah. like way, way back like it's 2014 2015 i guess and it was pretty helpful and i enjoyed your master 183 kg match 2019 Yeah, and yeah. i want you to see compete again i am waiting yeah <laughs> eagerly waiting for you to compete so so what <laughs> sorry i sorry for disturbing you no worries no worries <laughs> no worries so when uh so when i started giving you um we started talking and i was like okay i'm going to start giving you some programs cuz you're like we we don't have a whole lot over here and i'm like all right see if this works out and we'll see and this is 2 years 2 years ago and you were like i don't i don't know i don't know why I, i have nothing to give you and i was like just pass it on to somebody else somebody's going to come to you and um in the same situation and they're going to need they're going to need some help some guidance or whatever and it's like pay we call it over here pay it forward i don't know if yes. you guys you're right yes, so you just yes. that's called paying it forward it's it's better than money it's better than yes. it's a good deed so yes. i'll do a good deed and then at some point you turn around and for no reason for no reason and no one else just for the sake of a good deed you could pass it on to them And then um so then when this happens and I see these videos and everything going on over there in <laughs> India I'm like holy smokes did I I picked the right one right <laughs> you, I picked the I picked the right girl you, you did it you made me proud wow you definitely so passed I, it on. I that was the only thing I said you previously also like I I'm going to make you proud sir with my efforts I don't know what what the outcome is going to be but i have always believed in the power of giving your best to it so mm-hmm. i'll not be criticized by having less efforts i yeah. don't care if i get medal or not and that has been has been my philosophy since childhood so my mother has taught me that always do your best and leave the rest so uh, paying it forward and passing on the torch is in our blood like we all believe that and 
i was surprised the kind of words you said to me like uh, every time something happened or my hips started acting up and i went through injuries we uh, manipulated the kind of programs and workload we were doing but uh, uh, i am happy that i never um, missed the workout for any reason and i used to keep you posted every day yeah. and i am kind of addicted to liking you liking it back on the instagram and we didn't meet in person uh, till day but i in my head you are there you are here with us every day at fitness sport training with us like with our group so everybody in our group knows about you we at least talk about you working of lifts at least once a day so you are here <laughs> you are here with us it was i was telling people how um like life is funny you don't know how these 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 you know relationships all of a sudden come out of nowhere where you're just like lockdowns coming and um i remember walking with kafwi it was very park. heartbreaking and heartbreaking yeah but, uh, yeah non activity and kind of it was very hard 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 most hard period in the life uh, for the whole humanity like we have lost our near and dear ones but still in my head i was like my competitor is practicing somewhere else and i'm sitting <laughs> at home putting my boy on my shoulder <laughs> yeah i seen those videos <laughs> yeah it was a uh, i was telling kafwi i was like um man i i don't know how this how it ended up happening but i'm now i'm training a lady in india now <laughs> he goes <laughs> he said I thought you weren't taking anybody else on. I'm like, I didn't think so either, but this just happened. And then, yeah, you would send me videos daily and I would, uh, and I know what you mean. You were like, if I check those, it's like a bit of like accountability. It's a bit of, you know, you know, someone's checking. There's something about having to check in, right? When you know, like, all right, this person's giving me programming, just giving it to me, just to give it to me to make, make something happen on the belief that I'm going to do something and then achieve something and then pay it forward. So then there's like some responsibility, some accountability. So when someone checks in. You, you were speaking my language to me and that through DMs and we have never met. So that was the best part of it. The yeah. things I used to say on YouTube or to my kids, you were saying those things to me. And that, that was very, was I, I, I was touched by all those things. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know. I'm just, sometimes look at mental and it's weird. Cause yeah, I, I'd never met you and, and I didn't know if I would ever meet you, but I know how hard the training could get was you were going, you had some crazy volume blocks. I yes, threw, yes. I remember telling you initially, I'm like, <laughs> what you're about to do is going to be very difficult like yes. very difficult there it's going to take yes. a lot and you're some, like oh. some days i used to think that why am i not dead yet <laughs> i'm still alive when you came back i was like you're still alive <laughs> <laughs> i was like what i thought i killed you but uh but uh yeah no it was extremely tough and i remember sometimes you were like yeah this is tough but the body's hurt whatever and i was like this is the push I would give you just little, what, just little tidbits, just a little bit, not too much, but you just enough to be like, 
this is the grind. This is when we we march towards it. This is and I was calling you the Indian Lion and like stuff like that. Like your email <laughs> is called the Indian Lion Roars, yes, and that's yes. the block. The block yes. had a name called the Indian Lion Roars. Yes, and there yes. you go. And it'd be like, yes. all right, here it is. Like you got to get your mind right. You know, a lot of it's a lot of it is mental, like physical for sure. But it with powerlifting because you're doing the same thing over and over. It's it's monotonous. And it so wears you down that mentally it's tough to keep going and keep doing it. Um, did you have people in India who were also training alongside you for as long? Because some of your training sessions were crazy. So a uh, lot of times my fr- friends used to accompany me and uh, they were like, ma'am, you are training a lot and a lot harder than we like used to see. We are uh, drained by seeing you train this long yeah. so like I had to train and then I had to go to the clinic and attend to all the patients but the positive part was uh, earlier I had to attend to the patients who were came crying to me now uh, the people who want to enhance their health or they are into any sports background they are also coming to me so I uh, uh, can see some happy faces too Right. So it was a relief. And uh, when my hip started acting up, I was like, now it's all done for me. I don't know if I'm, I will be able to do any powerlifting stuff anymore. But then I thought to myself, what does any athlete needs? Like he needs a good doctor, good mentor, uh, a physiotherapist, uh, you know, psychologist, like right. will train you with your mind so half of the things my husband was doing for me you were there like a lighthouse I was accountable to uh, send to you the things I did and I want to come through that injury part and uh, my kids were there to support me and my friends were there they were they were like they were like we think that we are playing for our nation (laughs) and we are with you (laughs) So you don't need to worry about lockdown happened multiple times at our place. So there were times like I was alone in the gym, like nobody else. And my gym kept it open for me. Holy me. smokes, that, really? That happened, huh? that happened, uh, uh, I guess, second or third lockdown. So I was pushed through uh, that phase because Fitness 4 helped me through pass through that period so initially I didn't have any standard equipment standard barbells with knurling but uh, fitness board put it out all together now we are powerlifting gym so we have branded barbells and plates powerlifting plates with us so people are coming from very far away destinations to travel uh, long ways to come to our gym and we are proud of it's crazy how it works man and um yeah, you ended up, I forget what your, like you put in some, a crazy amount of work on open powerlifting. You were 317.5 kilo. Yes, yes. 2019. 350 now. So the yes. hard work pays off. But the yeah. thing is. So like, I started with 205 kg total. Yes. So it was almost impossible for me to put on those kgs because it seemed crazy at that time. And it's always said that it seems impossible unless it's done. So those, it's just, you put in so much, the hours, like the program was so crazy intensive. I wasn't sure. I remember I was like, 
I don't know too much of your background. Hopefully you can handle this in your so heart. I was, was like working on 14 to 15 hours a day for some days. So I shifted oh. those uh, high volume days on my off days, like Sunday or Thursday, I guess. And then I took some time off from my college work also, like written application. Yeah. So I am preparing for this one and I need my time for this one. So I didn't leave any reasons so that nobody can tell me that you represented India and you were at loss because you didn't put any efforts and you get, gave reasons that, you know, I am a mother, I, I have to ha how, attend to house chores, I have to ha attend to patients. No, because I we, we have that quote written on our t-shirts, I am never lies. So iron never lies. It, yeah, <laughs> it it shows you your place. It doesn't it will never move from its place if you are, have not putting any efforts to lift it lift towards lifting it up. So I was like, I have to be cent percent on my efforts for my kids, for my family, for my friends, for you, and for India. <laughs> Right. I was like, these many people are rooting for me. So I, I don't know what the future holds, but training with weights is going to be part of my life forever, I guess. It changed it, my life. Changed my perspective towards my patients, treating my patients. So like, uh, do you know Ben Beckman uh, or uh, Joe Rogan for himself is putting yeah, yeah. out some good content here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there are so many people who think alike. Uh, for that matter, Tim Noakes. The Magic Pill, you should watch that documentary too. It's very good if you want to live long, healthy life. It's it's um it's true in terms of like the iron never lies where, because um, gravity's gravity. Gravity doesn't care. Gravity, yeah. you work 14 hours, gravity doesn't care. There, there's no <laughs> concessions. Um, you know, you're tired, your hips sore, you got two kids. Gravity's like, I am what I am every single day. I don't care. It will not lie. You, you either, so you figure it out. You adjust, gravity will not. So that, that is where it teaches you, like powerlifting, like people are like, oh, what can you learn from powerlifting? Powerlifting teaches you discipline. It teaches yes. you consistency. It teaches yes. you that like, and this has been tossed around a lot lately. The importance of ritual. Ritual. you going in, yeah. Going in every day, putting in the effort every day. Every day is go not going to be the same. You are not going to be at your highest level every day. You have to face that day with enthusiasm, though you, you are at the low level of your bodily energy or your mental state or whatever it is. Like, that's why that video came out. You have to attend to different functions. You have to go there, show up put a smile nice smile on your face if you though your hip is <laughs> paining a lot yeah. and in your head you are in the gym like putting in the work that's why that video came of working out in the sari like yeah. i have to put it on and then i have to attend all to all those functions and in my head like i don't want to miss my workout today by any means or to change my diet routine for the sake of anybody else because that iron is not going to lie to me any day soon yeah and how long were some of those workouts i guess spitty days were as long as five hours <gasps> See, uh, you counting say. the rest uh, in between the sets have you seen right. that video where i'm i'm sleeping in front of the squat like with the uh, blanket on and my husband is giving yeah, me yeah, that yeah. fan 
yeah. that is a life of true power lifter when it comes to SBD day. <laughs> right. And it's crazy. People don't know how hard you, so when they hear like the gains you made and then the kilos you put on your total, which, you know, and it's like, oh, I want to do that. But it's the, it's, that's the easy, it's like you said, that's the end, but the destination, that's the destination. But the journey to get that is you got to love it because the amount of hours you're going to put in is insane. Yeah. So when I decided to play powerlifting competitively, I I told you that I I had 205 kg total with me. So we had a long discussion in the family that how we are going to pursue all that because it's it seems that I'm going and lifting alone on the platform, but it's not so. It's not a solo game. It's a team game. We all know that. So many people are involved in the process and they are with you behind the curtains every time you go on the platform and lift. So uh, as I say, um, putting in the efforts is in, in your hands. I've, I guess I forgot I, what I wanted to say, but I uh, tell my uh, female friends, um the way you taught uh, talked about the gravity um uh, in space astronauts uh, suffer low bone density right because yeah. they don't have gravity with them and uh, they get osteoporosis but we live on earth and so many people have osteoporosis because they are not lifting enough and th- they are not having good food so i have heard you say some in some podcasts uh, nobody comes into powerlifting to get healthy and i did and i did come to powerlifting for getting healthy right well i mean yeah it's it's true yeah you're breaking more stereotypes <laughs> so it's your friend so getting better at uh, lifting weights and gaining strength is a blessing i guess it can impact your life in it um we're talking about what yeah, it, it enhances you. you mentally also your mood it gives you that shot of dopamine every time you hit uh, hit that uh, workout in the gym it, it, so it gets sometimes you feel depleted it's going to happen yeah but most of the times it's fun it, it also teaches you um people overestimate what they could do in a short period of time people overestimate mm-hmm. what they could do in a month and they, mm-hmm. if they go all out, like if I go all out, what can I do in a month? You could do five hours. Like you were doing five hour sessions. Like not every session is five hours, but that was like near the end of peaking. But even if you do two to three hours, you, even if you do three hours a day for five days of the week in a month, you can only do so much. However, so people overestimate what you can do in a month, but they underestimate what you can do in a it's year. Not- it's not a multiplication or math because body has its own physiology and it doesn't understand maths. Well, that's, yeah, that's true. Even some, <laughs> some people, sometimes even the brain doesn't understand it, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, so, um, but they underestimate like when you have the long term, what you can do might be like way further. So when you were at 200 kilo, you know, maybe you would have thought, oh, like the gains might come quick. So you might think in a month. No, be- no, 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 no. I I thought, I thought it very hard. And I knew that it is going to be hard. I knew at my heart because I was okay. struggling to put those 200 on the total. And, uh, but then I thought to myself, I didn't come to this part chasing easy. Everything I did till that, the, 
day was crazy for other people. Yeah. Why not take some crazy shit again for like further, <laughs> for the further development? So I I said at that time it's going to be a five year plan. I don't know, and four years happened this year. So I started in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. 2018 so i decided to play the sport competitively in 2018 mm. 18 19 20 20 so it 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 has been i have still one more to go to give it my all i'm going to do it for the rest of my life but uh, let's see what the fifth year be- brings and is it crazy i mean i can't believe when all this happened and the news is showing up and doing news stories about you and um like tv producers after you win the asians championships are like you have to come on the show please and it's the got talent show for india which and it's crazy to me and the whole nine like is it where do you go from here what are your new goals you just keep pushing and keep that's that's what i told you i don't know what the future holds but i i'm not going to stop talking about pursuing a good lifestyle mm. that i have been doing sort of whole my life and i have been teaching my mother like my friends and some uh, younger kids to lift weights and to have discipline in the life because la for past 2 years the kids have been inactive the most whole their life we right. don't have a concept of online schooling didn't have uh, for like up to the past uh, the covid thing happened Right. but now everybody is sitting online and nobody is physically active and from this one to the older ones they are been cheating and it is causing them to go through a variety of disorders and diseases so i'm going to do that then i want to come and play in world championships and meet you that is on the list <laughs> uh i don't know when that's going to happen but i am not going to stop at least till then uh, playing competitively and uh, i guess i still want to do so many things and life is ahead of me it is and this is and you never know what's around the corner I mean yes. it seems like every like imagine you win another Asian championships you keep winning titles you see all these doors opening and um and who's going to walk into your life and all of a sudden now you're mentoring them with this like in your gym how many more powerlifters are there since when you first started uh like uh, i want to tell you when i initially went for the powerlifting meet like we have 1.4 billion people in whole india but in maharashtra we have like population of we talks in, in the language of crores i guess so it's 130 million people who speak marathi language so we are a state of maharashtra which is bigger than some of european countries yeah so we have pune district match the winner gets selected for maharashtra state match and then national so 30 people 25 to 30 people were there for the first uh, district championship and for the last championship district championship it was 175 people for classic oh, wow. and for nationals it is more than 1200 people so it is more than double of a number than equipped one so classic is gaining a lot lot popularity uh, over here and like any other country or sport um 
there are not much government or sponsor facilities for the game but when once you achieve a standard level like international or something you get to get offered many job and sponsorships and advertisement kind of stuffs and collabs and all the things so uh, uh putting in some glamour to the game is always beneficial for the game and that's why i have been advocating like classic powerlifting and people should come and do it because when the game grows the good part of it reaches to the root level so i want that and i'm very thankful to you that you are speaking uh, a lot about keeping this like putting in this game into the olympics because so many people over here also think that if the game is not in olympics then it is not that much of a bigger game but then right. those people are followers of cricket like it is huge in india like they earn more than even us film stars so when you pursue something and when it appeals to masses it doesn't actually uh, matter if it is in olympics or not but being in olympics helps that sports person and if he wants to pursue it as a career so i have Uh, heard you talk about this a lot and i am thank you thankful to you for that yeah no worries like you are doing great for the team <laughs> thank you and um well a couple things that you said there that i want to ask you about uh well first off in terms of getting more people in india into powerlifting you winning the asian championships and yeah. then being on yeah. tv being yeah. on this podcast being on so many people want to do that it, it okay. now now people like and then being on like the got talent shows like these tv producers are like you got to come on and people over here don't realize all the stuff that was happening over there in india after you won like the parades and everything now anyone who sees that any guy or girl in the gym or in any of the gyms or watching the television or listening to that radio show mm-hmm. will be like i want like if you're anyways, you know anyways anyways the all anyways those kids call me mom or ma'am now they call me mama or goddess of powerlifting oh wow <laughs> and they are like bless us ma <laughs> oh my god see it's a lot to live up to but it is uh but it that is how like you get people wanting to get involved it's more and more the, and that's why it's great that the local media and like not just local media i mean the the national media the news news went viral over to whole like all over the country like i felt I didn't know how that happened but I am humbled and I am grateful for all those things those happened like national telecast national tv broadcasted the news on multiple medias I didn't even knew a few of them uh, friends family and the, and let me tell you the people who live across the world like into another countries like for Canada New Zealand Australia UK US south africa for that matter they are also contacting and they are feeling that um, pride for india like somebody from india is doing like that on the international platform that through not from the sports background at initial stage of the life mm. so i was like i am representing so many people and so many people are attached to me emotionally so i'll have to live up to their expectations and not give the reasons i think that was the reason i was able to push through all those hard times like i i have to do it for them 
it's got to be tough, right? When you go there and you're competing with that kind of pressure where you're like, <laughs> holy smokes, a lot of people are paying attention now. Like you had news, you had national news and this is a nation of like 1.4 or billion. So it's like, it's huge. Coming to your gym when you're preparing for the Asian championships and stuff. So when you show up, and, you know, you're giving speeches and stuff like that, like afterwards, like it's crazy what's happening, but um, there must've been a lot of pressure. Were, were you ever like the night before? Like, oh my God, this is, this is, this is a lot. Actually, I told everybody, if I'm going to win, it's going to be yours. If I'm going to lose, I am not going to stop. It's on me and I'm going to prepare it till the day I achieve something that you guys like. So don't keep that pressure on me. Either I win or lose, I'm not going to stop. So just don't act like that. This is going to be the end of the world. It's going to happen again. And I'm not going to stop till the day I do it. So it was initially, it was very hard for the first three or four years because um, some of my friends, they were going internationally, like some of master players. So I did train my mother also for that thing for Kazakhstan um, Asian championship. Oh, wow. So many. <laughs> so she she plays in master three category earlier, 60, 72 kg weight class, which got split this year. Right. Like she's playing 69 um, here onwards. And uh, we have, we are being sitting in the same boat ever since. And uh, your, mom, happy. your mom is a master three representing yeah. India. This is adorable. <laughs> can't believe this this is so, so i guess i've sent you her video training giving me that bench press handoff she has a small gym set up at a, her home she lives in a small town so she has her own hospital and clinic so one room she has transferred into the home gym so uh, during the pandemic see uh, happening she was not able to go out and train and she had that luxury of space with her so I went to her place for some days because I could not train over here. And yeah. uh, that video, you laughed at it very much. I lifted her and did squats yeah, over yeah. there. <laughs> you remember. I yeah. guess you remember that video. I, like, I would think like in India, a woman of her generation competing in powerlifting, <laughs> you know, it must be unheard of. So we, we have a saying over here, when a girl... Uh, gets out and tries to do something she lifts her family and society up so i guess that's the essence because as girls we are blessed to have emotional attachments more than boys i don't want to say that boys are less emotional but that is to our advantage because we are mothers at mothers at heart and we have that basic motherly instinct we want all to progress with uh, each other so I guess that helped me. I guess so. I mean, you're definitely reaching a lot of people now and impacting a lot of people. Um, and, and particularly the, the sport growing <laughs> in, a, in a, a country as big as Asia is good for all of powerlifting, right? If we could just tap into some of that at those athletes. Um, I was shocked when you said some of the cricket players in India are that big where they're like making more than movie stars over here. But I guess it makes sense. When you have 1.4 billion people in India, living in India, if you get big in India, you're, that's it. Like it's, it's just the amount, the market is absolutely massive. That, that's why I told you, 
the language of money and fame is universal. Right. So now you understand what I was saying. Right. Yeah. So use sure. it for right reasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you make so it that's big, in our hand. If you make it big in India, it's big, big. Yes. Like if you go viral in India, it's big viral. <laughs> and it's like, because it's so many people over there. Um, it's interesting. So you it, get viral by luck or by fluke, I guess. But it's up to you if what you are going to make out of it. And I know the responsibility and I'm working on that. I know mm-hmm. it's a huge responsibility, but I'm not shying away from putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know on the bigger platform, like Wolf platform, it's just a grain of salt or the drop of water in the ocean. But uh, when it comes to uh, giving it to the society, that drop can also mean a lot. I know the value of uh, doing something good if you can. Right. So not shying away from it. Right. And everybody appreciates the underdog and the hard worker. You know what I mean? Like it means a lot. Everybody identifies with that person who's like, I found it. I found a sport. I started putting in like, all I had was work. That's all I was Mm -hmm. promised is hard work. And then this is what I'm getting out of it now at the other side. People Mm -hmm. identify with that, like hard work where it's not like, look, I'm not Maria T built, built for powerlifting. Maria T is built for powerlifting, right? Yes. And it's her like, height and her stretcher, right? Her everything. way of squatting, right? Exactly. Where it's like I'm not built like that, but I found it, and I'm working. I'm putting in crazy amount of hours, and let's mm-hmm. see what happens. And then when they hear about a journey like this, where it's like, oh wow, okay, that a lot more so, people can identify. Uh, uh, the uh, we are also fan of Taylor Atwood, and uh, he uh, he also puts in effort, but very silently. He's not. Um, like sometimes he put out vocal uh, subtitles yeah. or uh, crazy uh, sentences over there in, on social media. But we see Russell Uri always enjoying the process. Yeah. And that's why it, it hits and appeal people. Those two are the legends. And we enjoy watching them, but they are of different stream. By their whole basic nature is different. But uh, there is always a different personality to different person. And what be, people are getting, getting appealed by, we never know. Right. It's crazy um, how international our sport is too. Yeah. Like when we talk about cricket, cricket is huge in India. It's huge in, in like Britain, um, in parts of the world like that. But then when we talk like American football, which is going yes. on right now, huge yes. in America, in in Canada and some parts of Europe, but not worldwide. Um, Like a lot of sports aren't global, but powerlifting is truly global. Everywhere in the world, strength, everyone identifies with strength. You know, everyone's fascinated by someone who's strong. It's very easy to, to articulate why this sport, like this is a strength sport. It's whoever's strongest wins. Boom, easy enough. We all get that. With everyone yes. gets it and people get fascinated <laughs> and people get like inspired by someone who's really, really strong because yes. you don't have to get it like in like cricket. Someone might not over here understand the rules of cricket over there. Someone might not understand American football, but do you understand this? That man is the strongest man in the world and is, you know, or this is the weight class. Yeah. Earlier, I used to watch Mark Ripto also. He used to say that stronger people are more useful, generally more useful and hard to kill. <laughs> 
and hard to kill. And that's true. They are generally more useful and harder to kill, which is true. If you have a strong person around, the, yeah. So like uh, watching combat sport or following the strength sport or looking a certain way, it was not my cup of tea. I was never used to look at, at all those things. But when we put our mind to something and uh, are ready to put in the efforts, I I still have don't, don't have any kind of emotional attachment to the uh, weight I am lifting or the num by getting number of views and followers I am getting. But I do know that it is very basic thing uh, to get to know to any person that you don't have to be genetically blessed to some pursue something. If it lights that fire inside you, just keep uh, giving it that air it needs. And mm. let's see where it goes. Yeah, you got to fall in love with the process, right? Yes, yes. It, 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 yeah, it, for most of us, we're not going to be one percenters, but um, if you focus just on that, like so few people are going to be one percenters, but even like Michael Jordan said, he's like, you think you want to be me until you are me. And you realize how obsessed over the top I am with this. And it's it, most times I'm fun. Like it's, it's just like a relief when I win now where he's like, um, yeah, so people don't realize like those moments you have on the way up. Those are the moments when you're in the gym for five hours, just chilling, making funny videos with your friends. And like, those are the moments. And when you sh show up at worlds, like whatever happens, like it's not the platform's big, but everything leading up to it and afterwards and hanging out. And like, those are the moments, man. Like, um, like you were getting, getting that same surge of serotonin, I guess, when we were celebrating over here. Right. Like you felt that you were with us. So I also follow Simon Sinek, uh, power of why, know your why. So you have to uh, dive deep inside your heart to find out what's your purpose is. And Tom Bilyeu is also putting out some good content, like uh, philosophically and how to act upon it. Well, so well, you might have known all these people also. Uh, you know, I, I, I follow some in terms of that, like, um, I, well, like, obviously I do a lot of Joe Rogan. He's not really philosophy, but he has philosophers on there. He has a lot of people that come on there and they go in deep. Right. And, um, also, uh, there's a guy named Frost Zahabi. He's, okay. he's like an MMA coach, like George Champier's <laughs> coach, but he's also went to university for philosophy by chance. So he's, he has a podcast that he talks about martial arts, but also philosophy at the same time. And he goes deep into a lot of things as well. Um, it's weird how some of these martial artists are into philosophy. So uh, like most of the time, what you do think or even you eat is what your philosophy is. So the whole person has its all aura around what the way he thinks or what he put inside this two and a right. half kg. <laughs> you are yeah. you are what you what you consume right yeah yes that's exactly. what is called as ahar that's what the name of my clinic the things you ingest or consume like through your eyes through your thought process through your mouth the kind of air you breathe the kind of things you see the kind of thoughts you put in your head that is called as ahar the ahar in mm. sense that's what the name of my clinic 
when when you were all said and done, because you got a lot more to go, but let's <laughs> say you're you're you know an old lady looking back at all of this journey and everything you might have accomplished and everything you might have um, you know all the sights you might have seen. How do you want to be remembered? It's a deep one. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough question. <laughs> so the whole journey started with, uh, that is what we call as in um, Ayurveda, Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. These are the four things one should attain when he or she comes as a human being on this earth. So we are the only ones who can think, process it and act on it voluntarily. We are not dependent wholeheartedly on our basic instincts for living. We have emotions. We think about purpose. We think about fulfillment. So dharma is your, uh, we can say, inner passion, innermost, uh, which with which you tend to forget yourself like you want you uh, dive deep into it and you forget your existence it's dharma artha is being economically and physical things uh, sound like prosperous wealthy uh, karma is having love life filled with love and having be- best next generation which is better than you so you're going to leave that legacy or that thought process to your next generation, whether it be your kids or the kids of adults. Mm. And moksha is that final enlightenment. So one has to go through all these four stages if you want to live a fulfilled life. So if you are poor and you are talking about money is shit and it does nothing to you, or you're very prosperous and you are doing nothing for your society, or the worst fear of any parent that our kid will go our out of hand and he'll uh, consumed by all the wrong things in the world. So uh, not everything you can control, but there are things you can pursue and control and do something about. So I want to be remembered as a person who took control of the things she can do and never worried about the things which were out of control. So I want to do, I want to live my kids up to the, um, like they should be called as what the ultimate uh, meaning of karma is, better next generation. Hmm. So, so well, that's it, I guess. I mean, considering your son just passed the test. <laughs> that, oh, with what you said earlier but i want him to exercise regularly and put in the good thoughts <laughs> and eat good food it's not enough the test wasn't enough he's got a <laughs> he's got a squat 250 kilo and no, then... <laughs> not not like that squatting is not the only form of exercises exercise right. one can do right. and he enjoys exercising also but for preparing for his exams he used to study like day and night. I, I guess I was the only mother who used to tell him that now stop studying, go out and play for some time, get some fresh air. <laughs> well, I think if the, the stakes were that high, where if he doesn't get in, it's like a hundred and whatever thousand US, yeah, I'd be scared too. I'd be, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be scared too. Like, oh my God. 
Um, how does, uh, usually that's my last question, but I have actually one more question, actually. How does your family feel about like how all of this has taken off? You know, your son, I, I, I look at my mom was like a nurse, you know, a regular, regular mom. Wow. I, I don't know how it would be if my mom was like, on, like winning national titles, you know, while I was still like in high school, she's like in the open winning that international titles and like on TV in like doing like having these videos with like millions of views in like going into my dances and no one thinks she's my mom. They think she's my <laughs> sister. Like, how is all this impacting your family? Are they like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> so like my uh, sons are used to me being not a regular mom. Okay. So we were studying all at uh, once because I was preparing for my post-graduation MD exam and they were studying for their kinderga- kindergarten final exam, final year <laughs> exams. So I guess I was growing with, growing up with them. Um, like I was a very young mom. So I am their friend, I guess. And she is like that. So should I call him? Like he no, went out. It's okay. <laughs> no, um, I was going to ask you. So they do exams in kindergarten? Yeah, we have very hardcore study schedule in India. Like being brainy and being at the top of the class is admired a lot. Like do study hard, get good grades, then get a good job and be settled is the mantra for any Indian family. And when somebody wants to put that all that effort into the field of like, for say, powerlifting, so many people went crazy in my like secondary family. What is she doing? What, what is, is she shutting down her practice for learning and going to sit in the class again at the age of 35? Because already taking education for being a doctor is too long in any part of the world. Yeah. And you get that much time to become economically independent. So um, we don't talk about finances or all, the, all other things into families like quote unquote families. But uh, we both are, like me and my husband are open with our kids. We uh, read them, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but Robert Kiyoski, when they were very young. So, like, we are all friends, I guess. That's what I think. I don't know what goes on into his head. I mean, it would or be... The younger one is very, uh, like, um, enthusiastic and not even in the family. He has got all that uh, sports genetics in him. But he has not found his calling yet. And I'm waiting for that. Well, I mean, when he's got a mom like you, I'm sure whatever, when he chooses something, he's going all in and and (laughs) sky's the limit. I mean, because here's the thing. If you see your mom become a doctor and then in the gym for like five hours, you know, and doing everything and then, and then on national TV and doing all these things like, yeah, you're going to believe anything's possible. You know what I mean? Like for real, you will believe anything's possible. You're going to be like, yes, uh, whatever crazy idea I have, I could probably see it through as long as I work hard. As we long as I all be blessed. Hard. And I'm happy you're saying all those things. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is what it is. I call it like I see it. But um, listen, I appreciate that you came on the podcast. Um, I know you took the morning off for this. So no, no, no. It's all my pleasure. You, do, you don't know how big of a deal it is for us. Really, like, well, like, 
yeah. I appreciate that. So not many of my followers understand English, but some of them do, and they are going to be blown by this. Is that right? <laughs> Seriously? I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Um, I mean, it's a great story, and it's something that a lot of people probably haven't heard before in terms of, um, and people just don't realize, like, what it's like over there in India and, and how powerlifting has changed your life and um, opened up so many doors for you in terms of health, in terms of fitness, and in terms of getting the, you know, your voice out there, and then how India has responded to you with all of these opportunities to be on television shows and radio shows and all the rest of it, um, and, and, and how your community has responded. It, it's crazy. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, and it's amazing. I think it, mm-hmm. it, it, if we all had that, it'd be amazing in all of the, our different countries. So it's great to see, and I'm glad you came on, and yeah. Hopefully, one of these. We invite you to visit to our hometown. Like, come and do workout with us someday. That'd be crazy. Oh, that yeah. Love to have you. (laughs) We'll do it. We got to figure it out, right? I've never been to India. I got to come. I got to come at some point because I've seen how you guys do your thing, and it looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It looks absolutely amazing. Maybe I'll come for an event or something. I'll time it. Okay. For like one of the. Plan the, something in near future. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm coming to meet you. There it is. <laughs> At the World Championships or something. We'll make it happen. Yes, sir. Much appreciated. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, like how do they follow you on social media? How do they find you on any of your platforms? So I'm on Facebook by the page Dr. Sharvari Inamdar. Uh, on Instagram, Inandar Sharvari. And there is another account. If you want all the health stuff, like health exercise, nutrition, Ayurved stuff, it's Ahar Ayurved. And it's on YouTube as Dr. Sharvari Inandar. And I will share all those for anyone listening um, on the posts. I'll tag them all so you guys can find it. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Much appreciated. We're going to keep in touch. Thank you for having me. See you.